Hello and welcome to Camera Eats First. My name is Devin. And I'm Catherine. And together we are Two Market Girls. We run a vegan YouTube channel and a blog. And this is our podcast where we talk about veganism, how we make our recipes, how we run our blog, and some of our favorite food content. And sometimes that includes food-themed movies in some way. And that's what we're doing for this episode. We are especially making up for the last (laughs) food content that we reviewed because it was terrible. Yeah. This could not be more the opposite. Yeah. So we are reviewing, we watched the movie Julie and Julia. I also, I felt like it was kind of the perfect movie for Valentine's Day. I think so. It's just like, it's about a love of food. Yeah. Which is like, I just felt so seen in so many of these scenes. Yes. <laughs> On both sides. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this movie came out. a while ago a while ago it takes place in france in 1949 because you're getting julia child's side of the story and then it also takes place in new york in 2002 because you're getting julie's perspective and so that parallels their two stories as julia child is learning how to cook creating her cookbook becoming julia child yeah the iconic julia child that she was and then we have julie who is deciding to cook her way through julia child's cookbook and we see their parallel experiences and how food unites them yes also i just checked and the movie came out in 2009 oh okay yeah so was that 13 years ago wow does that make you feel old no (laughs) no i'm good it's also a film by nora efron and We've talked about Nora on the show before because she also like has always loved including food in her books and in things that she makes. So I love that she's a part of this movie because I know that food is near and dear to her heart. So it just feels like such a perfect match. And it's these are both true stories. Like Julia Child, that's yeah. a true story. Yes. <laughs> and this woman, Julie, is also a true story. And so we'll start off with you've seen this movie before. Yes. But not in a while. No, it had, yeah, definitely been a while. And I had never seen this movie before. No, I was so excited for you. <laughs> I was just gonna like, I loved this movie so much. I love how you texted me and you're like, I'm so mad that I never watched this sooner. Yeah. I feel like that's the best review. Yeah, because I'm obsessed with this movie. I love this movie so much. Like you, you want to watch it again and it's going to be one that you come back to? It's such a feel good movie. I love this movie so much. And before we go any further, we should say, you know, we're vegan, but this movie is not vegan. They're not at all. No. There are some, you know, graphic, let's say graphic, yep. meat preparing and cooking scenes. So if that doesn't sit well with you, that's okay. You're welcome to skip this episode and skip this movie. Um, but from just like the food perspective and the cooking perspective, there's so much to enjoy so much (laughs) honestly i just love this movie so much all right well let's get into it let's get into it so it opens with julia in france in 1949 and she she's just moved there with her husband paul you know we learned stanley tucci oh amazing yeah stanley tucci meryl streep this i will say stellar cast so good the whole cast is incredible in this movie yeah and so she, they've moved there. She's trying to learn some French. And they're just kind of out for a meal, it seems like. You're kind of getting like a montage of clips. And there's this one moment where she's like, 
they bring fish to the table yes and when they're serving the fish there's like a lot of butter in the dish and it's like that first moment where you're like yes julia you are me i am you because like she's like you can never have too much butter she just loves butter so much and is basically professing her love to butter as this fish is being served to her which like i think we can all relate to right (laughs) even as vegans i love vegan butter (laughs) and that kind of like continues throughout the movie butter yes is kind of a mean like that butter and french cuisine go hand in hand (laughs) yeah it's it's a character in the film yes and i just love the way how she like she feeds paul a piece of it and like she's just so excited about it but like she can't even articulate words about it because it's so good yes like that is like it open it's the perfect opening scene because it's like it sets you up for what this movie is about basically so perfectly and how they're both so excited about it. Like, sometimes it, it seems like it's one-sided. Yeah, I will mention this multiple times throughout this episode. Paul and Julia are so wonderful. I love them so much together. <laughs> so much. And then we cut to Queens, New York in 2002. And we have Julie and... Her husband, Eric. Eric, that's it. And they're moving into a new apartment. So they're moving from Brooklyn to Queens. To a 900 square foot apartment. Ooh. (laughs) Which is an upgrade by the way they say it, right? But it might not be like the best kitchen or the best layout. So And it's over a pizzeria. Yeah. So Julie's just trying to, you know get settled with that big change and then we get a taste of like what her work is like what her job is like and since this is 2002 it's right after 9-11 so she works for some sort of development company or insurance I couldn't really tell yeah they don't really ever explain except that you know that she gets a lot of calls from disgruntled people yeah it seems like she's like an like a customer service agent or something like that yeah type of thing she basically is just on the phone every day talking to angry people yeah i think the most relatable part about like they show you that scene because then they parallel it with her going home and like baking a pie because it'll make her feel better after a crappy day at work which is like yeah there was something where she was talking about she's like everything is certain like she loves cooking because it's certain if i bring like flour and sugar and butter together you'll be able to make this which i loved that yeah yeah and so she bakes this pie and then <laughs> I love how she's like, I think she's talking to Eric and she goes, one of her friends called for a salad lunch and she's just <laughs> dreading this salad lunch, which yeah. is, a, I think it's a food trend of itself being represented in this movie because they all go out, she goes out for lunch with her friends and they all order a Cobb salad. Without something. All, yeah, they all tweak <laughs> it slight, slightly, but it's such an ode to like, Cobb salad having a moment in that time period yes like so true <laughs> but yeah she's at brunch with her friends and i think in that like moment you realize she's like the odd one out of her friends because they all seem very successful they're all like on the phone they're, they're all so intense they're really intense oh, gosh. at one point she like grabs a breadstick while they're all on the phone like talking doing whatever they're doing and like she takes a bite of a breadstick and her friend takes it away and just says no at that point i was like maybe you need new friends yeah i was like you need new friends julie (laughs) that's that's not right you ordered a salad (laughs) yeah eat the breadsticks right 
Although they kind of looked like decorative sticks from some angles. So I was also like, is it food? Is that food? <laughs> Maybe better breadsticks, but you can still eat yes. them. <laughs> yeah. And one of her friends is a writer. Yeah, she started a blog. Yeah, and she's doing a piece about a whole generation turning 30. Yeah. I, that's our first hint that like maybe julie is not excited about turning 30 yes i don't know why not what's wrong with yeah 30? i no. i'm not worried about turning 30 but maybe it's because i'm not there yet maybe i'll get worried when i'm about to turn 30 i don't know i'm not is worried that a either. thing do people get worried about turning 30 i think that's so 2002 yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's so early 2000s <laughs> Um, and then it cuts to another scene of julie and again it feels like she's decompressing from her day by cooking and grilled bread oh my gosh pan frying up that bread it's It's what a beautiful thing literally i wrote it down grilled bread looks so good (laughs) that's all i took from that scene i was like i I want that piece of bread it's like the simplest thing it's like not fancy you're just oil and bread in a pan yeah why is it it looks so freaking good (laughs) (laughs) why do i find that piece of bread sexy (laughs) And it looks like she's making kind of like a fresh bruschetta that she puts on it. Oh, love yeah. it. And she's like chatting with her husband, Eric, and talking about her friends and how one of them started a blog and she's writing about things. And they start toying with the idea of her starting a blog because she's a writer. That's where we first learned that she at least she doesn't consider herself a writer, but she's a writer. Yeah, it, so- it sounds like she's had writing ambitions in the past but doesn't think she's worthy because she's never finished any of them or followed through to a certain degree but i also just love how like not not only is he he's encouraging this but he's also like loving the bread as much as we would i another point i actually really like julie and eric so much yeah i love their relationship i think it's so great eric is like he's so excited about everything julie does and it's so amazing yes yeah, oh. like that is the kind of support you need in a relationship where he's just like, he just, lo- he cheers her on every single second, essentially. It's so amazing. Mm-hmm. So as they're discussing it, it makes Julie think about Julia Child because she has this memory from her childhood when her mom like wanted to make this fancy meal to impress her dad's boss. And so she had to cook one of Julia Child's recipes. Is it the beef bouillon? Yeah, I think so. That she cooks. And so that kind of triggers like, oh, maybe Julia Child is a good theme for this blog. So and she's like, I need a deadline because without a deadline, I don't really follow through on things, which like that's really good self-awareness. Yes. So she gave herself a year to get through. um, Was it the fundamentals of or sorry, the mastering the art of French cooking? Uh, so it's like 500 and something recipes to get through in 324 recipes. Days. Yeah, honestly, when she, like, when they said that, it's like, I'm sorry, how is that possible? Like, you have to make at least one recipe every day, at least, and on the weekends, multiple. Yeah, that's what I was saying, too. Even though, like, I know some of them might not be big recipes. Like, do you ever eat the leftovers? But we're, th- we're... that's so much stuff. But there's a line in this conversation when, um, that I really liked, I think, from Eric. When she was like kind of doubting whether she should start a blog, like what would she write about? You know, is she good enough for the Julia Child stuff, all that kind of thing. And he says, Julia Child wasn't always Julia Child. And I was like, I love that line so much. Ooh, Thank and you. foreshadowing too. Yes. <laughs> it like directly leads to going back to Julia's story. Yeah. So good. Ugh. Yeah. So we go back to France. 
mm-hmm. and we're, we get a, another little montage of Julia and Paul settling in and this voiceover about how Julia can make friends with everybody, even the normally grumpy people in France. And there's, again, they're eating dinner together. And yes. <laughs> the part where the food comes to the table and he takes a bite of hers first. Yes. Oh my gosh. She's like, it's a good thing I love you so much to let you have the first bite. Yes, that is the most relatable line in this movie. (laughs) But there's two lines in this little montage that I love so much. It's that one where she's like, I love you so much. I'm going to let you have the first bite. And there's also the one where she's like, French people get to eat French food every day. I can't get over it. Yeah. (laughs) I love those two lines. (laughs) But we also learn that Julia's trying to figure out what to do with her time. Yeah, because one of the things I think she mentions is that women here don't really do anything. They're like just, you know, the housewives. Um, But that's not Julia. Yeah, she wants something to fill her day. And she's like, well, what do do you really like to do? And she's like, well, eat. But (laughs) relatable, right? Could not agree more. Um, So then she's like, well, I saw these hat making classes. Maybe I could try that. And she just looked so bored in that scene. It was perfect. Yeah. Um, She tried bridge lessons, but probably couldn't (laughs) stop thinking about butter while she was playing. And that's relatable. And then she starts looking for cookbooks, but all she can find are French cookbooks, obviously, because she wanted to learn French cooking, but in English. Um, so that's where we leave off with Julia. She hasn't quite figured it out, but she's she's getting there. She's trying. She's yeah. a very determined woman, and she doesn't get shaken very easily. We know that yeah, right away. she's honestly goals. Everybody should be more like Julia Child. Yes. Um, and then we're back to Julie, and she is starting her cooking journey. And again, the butter makes an appearance. Butter is back in the picture with artichokes with hollandaise, which looks so good. I never would have thought... She's like she's just like dipping the piece of artichoke in the hollandaise like is yeah. that the recipe recipe i think I it's guess great so, yeah it it's, looks delicious how's that for a super bowl food oh yeah oh my god that's a fancy super bowl yeah <laughs> <laughs> and there's this line where it's like is there anything better than butter and if something tastes really good and you're wondering why it's butter yeah oh <laughs> that just like put put that up in the kitchen yes. that deserves to be read all the time you can never have too much butter. And, oh my gosh, in this scene too, we get some mushroom stuff. Oh, yeah. Because she's like, she's the next recipe is mush, has mushrooms in it. She's like, I've been cooking mushrooms wrong my whole life. You don't crowd the mushrooms or they Do won't crowd crown. the pan. Yes. Heck yeah. Wise wisdom from Julia. Yeah. I love a good mushroom tip. <laughs> mushroom hack. Mushroom hack. Why does mushroom tip sound wrong? <laughs> Gross. Okay, let's move on. Um, yes. <laughs> poaching an egg. <laughs> Not a graceful process. Yeah. Watching her try and do it, though. Relatable. Very relatable. Oh, my God. And also, it feels like one of those recipes, too, where if you're the person reading it and you have, like, no concept of how it works, the terminology just feels like it's so confusing. Like, it does feel like that's kind of also what was throwing her off. Yes, yeah. We also get a glimpse of her mom. Oh yeah, and her mom sucks. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna sugarcoat this. Her mom sucks. Not supportive. Yeah, her mom's not supportive of this blogging journey. There's like a line that says, "You have a full time job, a husband, and now you're gonna get sick from blogging." Yeah. What? 
and also calls her out for not finishing stuff. Yeah, like, yo, mom, be supportive. That's not what's going cool. on. But there's this next line where I think she's having dinner with Eric. I think it's just Eric, where she says she's they're talking about Julia Child, and she says, I have this fantasy that she comes for dinner and I show her my yes. new web incestor. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote that down too. I that line is my favorite line in the whole movie. Right away I thought of you, I was like, that's something that we would say. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta see my lemon zester. It's so cool. It's so funny. And so then to parallel that, we go back to Julia and she's in a cooking class and they're talking about boiling eggs. And you just get like that little snippet. And then she goes and complains to the woman who runs the school and is like, I don't want to learn how to boil an egg. I know. Yeah, I know. I want the like real stuff i know how to boil an egg yeah and the woman's kind of like well the other one is very advanced and it's very for professionals oh uh, yes and it's expensive and you'd be the only woman in the class oh and it's expensive and oh. you can't afford it and julia was like watch me <laughs> so she enrolls in the cordon bleu that's the school yeah. that she's just like casually enrolling in <laughs> go right. julia imagine you could just do that now <laughs> i and i love everything about her in these school scenes like yes. oh my gosh yeah she's so fearless it is so wonderful how how especially in like like you're trying to put yourself into the mindset of like a woman in the 40s in an industry that is not that is very male dominated or at least the schooling is and you're just like how is she so confident and so fearless going into this and like not afraid that she might not be keeping up at first like we this first scene they're in she's in the kitchen with the other chefs that are training and they're just learning how to cut not onions right it's onion onion, yeah. yeah just learning how to chop it up like proper technique and she's struggling she's not quite keeping up and she doesn't then, have the technique she doesn't have the speed yeah and then she goes home and she is practicing 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 <laughs> and paul walks in and immediately yeah. starts crying oh my god because he just gets hit by a wall of onion <laughs> the pile of onion is so big that his eyes are burning <laughs> I legit, when I saw it, when the scene came off, I was like, how is she not crying? And then Paul comes in and he starts crying. And she, you notice she's crying. I was like, oh, okay, she yeah. is crying. <laughs> and she was talking, she starts talking to Paul about how the men looked at her in this class. Um, and just angry kind of about how they didn't seem to respect her. But she's not going to let that get to her because she's practicing. She's like upped her game so quickly. And she's like... She talks about how her classmates weren't really friendly, but then they realized that she's kind of fearless. Until they discovered I was fearless. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I don't know if, like, does that lead them to respect her or just realize that maybe they should work with her? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, and then I wrote, Paul and Julia are goals. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love when they're, I, I think it's when they're, talking at some point i forget where they are but i think she talks about how she's she's basically in heaven because she's been looking her whole life for a career and this feels like it could be that thing that she's been looking for also she is so tall she's so tall like there's some scenes as she's like cooking more 
there are some scenes where you're like, oh my gosh, the counter is so low. She is bent over so much. Is Was this an effect or is Meryl Streep actually that tall? No, I think she had lifts. Okay, that's what I was saying. I was like, I know Meryl Streep is a taller woman, but I was like, I don't think she's that tall. This must be an also an effect because I knew Julia Child was a very tall lady. Yeah, no, I think um, there's some bonus features on the DVD that I didn't get to, but they talk about how like she wear, wore like lifts in her shoes and like they had they adjusted the counter height to yeah that to make it look yeah 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 and even how they prepped all the food for the scenes and stuff like that and also she was wearing like five six inch heels throughout this movie right cooking oh my (laughs) gosh what an inspiration yes um but also there's this scene (laughs) where she's paul is just watching her cook and talking about how like he just loves to watch her cook i love it i honestly i'm just watching this movie and i'm like i like I love you, Hutch, but like Paul. Yeah. <laughs> like he's just, he's so in love with Julia and yeah. it's so cute. Even when she grabs the pasta right out of the pot to see if it's <laughs> this done. This is very relatable. This was Catherine, <laughs> except I've never heard you say this where you're like, these damn things are hot as a stiff cock. Are you going to start using that line now? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start using that line. <laughs> okay. I think you should. But he also, he buys her uh, a pestle and mortar for Valentine's Day. It's just Paul. Paul. <laughs> Snaily Tucci was perfect for this role. <laughs> Truly. I love them together. But yeah, the grabbing the pasta was just oh like... Oh my gosh. That, I was like, yes, thank you, Julia. <laughs> <laughs> so then we cut back to Julie and things are kind of starting to pick up. She's getting sent some food mm-hmm. from readers of from her, her blog. Readers. Yeah, yeah. Um, she mentions that she's nervous about having to deal with a lobster at some point. This is a hard scene to watch. Definitely. But I do like, I mean, we'll get into it. I like that she's scared and nervous and not totally comfortable with it instead of just being like, oh, I don't care. I mean, she does it anyways, but. but I will say it also kind of frustrates me because it's like one of those things where you're like, you you understand what you're doing is like, it feels wrong to you, but people don't question it still, even when they're like, I don't want to kill this lobster, but they don't question it. They're like, but it's food. Yeah. She's like, I have to do it for Julia. Right? That's the one scene. So that's the only scene that kind of, like, again, like we mentioned, this scene is not vegan friendly. Uh, this movie is not vegan friendly. But that one scene in particular, I was like, you, it feels wrong to you, yet you still do it. Yeah. No. But, like, that's very relatable. I feel like every, like, so many people are like that, where if they have to kill it themselves, they don't feel like it's right. Yeah. Yeah. And this is all for her 30th birthday that she's yeah doing this recipe for. And I love that she gets dressed up as Julia, Julia. for the party. Oh yes. my gosh, adorable. Yes. So, but yeah, they're talking about the blog. They're eating her food. Um, and the one person talks about setting up PayPal on the blog so that she can get some little extra money to support the blog, which I will say this whole movie kind of made me miss early blogging and how like, I don't, not innocent, but it just felt so much more, less of like a job and more of something you just did for as a passion and like something you just love to write or you just love to do this. And again, not that bloggers aren't doing that today, but because it's become an industry and something you can actually make a career around, it's so different now. So like this whole movie, I was like, wow, blogging's not like that anymore. Yeah. I mean, she still wanted to do it. Well, she did it for herself, but she also like, it's like, oh, writing is what I would much rather be doing. So there was still that similar mindset, but it's also just, 
us right now where it's like it's hard to not monetize your hobbies (laughs) yes yes and i also like during this dinner too i don't know what else they were eating with the lobster because there's one line where someone's like braised cucumbers are a revelation and i wrote that down because i think i need to look up braised cucumbers yeah yeah what am i missing out on i love i also yeah i was like wait braised cucumbers okay i need to try this exactly eric also gets her a pearl necklace like like julia not a real pearl necklace but a pearl necklace like julia wears which is so cute yes and there's this line that i really really enjoyed that she said i'm 30 i thought it was going to be terrible but thanks to you and thanks to julia i think i'm gonna get through it (laughs) it's like that's so like it's sad but it's also really sweet like she's found something that brings her joy yes other than her husband yes nothing wrong with 30 julia child can help also 30 just feels so young right to be like stressing about this listen Catherine, they were eating cob salad and not eating breadsticks no wonder <laughs> I they understand. were stressing about 30 yeah yeah <laughs> okay so then we cut back to julia julia back and, to france yes and there's a scene in the bathroom powder room it's a powder room and she meets these two women simone beck and louisette I don't know her last, I, don't I can't her remember last her last name, name. Um, but they are writing a cookbook for Americans. And so they get talking and uh, Julia's talking a little bit about her experience at the Cordon Bleu and how like, oh, my, the woman she who wants her diploma, yeah, but can't get it. The woman who runs the school is like refusing to schedule the test. Yeah. Her final test to be able to get her diploma, which like <laughs> school's so different now. <laughs> imagine you could just be like no i'm just not gonna schedule your final exam <laughs> maybe it's still like that over there who knows what that how the school operates maybe. it's its own yeah. type of school but so her these women that she meets are like well why don't you tell her that the american embassy <laughs> will be very disappointed if you're not able to take the test that will carry a lot of weight and i guess that works yeah because she gets to take the test yeah she has to take it twice though right because she did because she fails the first time yeah 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 and then the oh this woman is so savage because she's like madame child you have no real talent for cooking but the americans will never know because julia tells her she's gonna go teach yeah like oh so intense (laughs) then there's a scene in a kitchen shop Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i want everything in that store oh my gosh and also the way julia child is just like putting not even thinking about it and putting things in her basket i'm like Yes, Julia. <laughs> it's all like copper pots and pans oh, and everything. Imagine. I want it so badly. Julia's kitchens throughout this movie. Oh, amazing. I just love. Every single one I loved for a different reason. Love, love, love. Yeah. So we know that she's kind of getting her stuff together. And then we c- cut back to Julie. She's cooking something. Um, Aspects. We're on to the aspects chapter. Yes. <laughs> this is the jello mold thing, right? Yeah, the meat jello thing. <laughs> Which, what a sign of the times. We've talked about how the grip that jello, jello mold had, had on people revolution, in the yeah. 50s and 60s. Oh, man. Yes. Julie starts to kind of like break down a little bit and start complaining about the kitchen and just start. She's just, it doesn't seem like she's mentally in a good place right now. Yeah, it's like one of those things where you get frustrated by one thing and then another thing and then nothing and then you're mad at everything. Yes. 
Um, which was also relatable. Oh my gosh. Especially when you're trying to learn how to cook something new. Yeah. And there's oh. the scene where she's just like lying on the kitchen floor crying. And I was just like, I've absolutely done that before. Maybe not the kitchen, but I've definitely just been like on the floor. Just like so upset. I've cried over terrible food before. And not, not even the food being terrible. Just me feeling like this isn't what it was supposed to be. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it is super discouraging yeah um but while she's on the floor crying yep a phone call comes in oh and eric answers <laughs> <laughs> um and it's a reporter calling to ask to write about julie because he likes what she's doing and he alludes to the fact that somebody a special guest might be coming to dinner yes but we don't know who we do not learn who yet mm-hmm. and but julie seems very excited about yeah it. yeah yeah so then we go back to Julia and she's starting to practice teaching with the other two women. And there's this great line where they, I, they reveal like the recipe that they've been working on. She goes, perfection. And even if it isn't, never apologize. No excuses. <laughs> yes. No explanations. Yes. Here it is. Because like there, there's so much truth to that because sometimes it's you looking too much into it and feeling like you need to justify it or you need to explain it when really people like that looks great yeah don't point out things to them that they might not have noticed exactly yeah (laughs) i do that way too much yes i think we need that like quote in the kitchen yes we'll put that one in the butter one and then we'll be good yeah (laughs) but then we meet julia's sister oh my god jane lynch Lynch. (laughs) incredible she's honestly they were perfect so perfect to play siblings Mm -hmm. and then so they take her out for lunch uh and there's this line from julia child where all i think about all day is food and i dream about it all night i'm like that's another quote I need on my wall. <laughs> I think we have all the same notes, honestly. When I heard that, I was like, yes. Yeah. But they're chatting at lunch. Uh, Julia is talking about food and all this kind of stuff. And they briefly mention that they want to throw her a party. Dorothy, the sister. Because they want to introduce her to a man. Mm-hmm. A tall man. A fellow a tall, tall man. Person. Yes, a very tall man. <laughs> yes. And then, so it cuts to the party and... Dorothy has found herself somebody else. Not the tall man. Not the tall man. But she seems happy. (laughs) Yeah. I don't remember what his name was. Ivan Cousins. Yes. That's it. Yes. Um, So they see her. So the tall man comes, though. I like this. The tall man meets Julia Child and Paul. And he's like, oh, where's your sister or whatever? And they're like, she's just over there. He's like, well, I don't want to interrupt her conversation. And they're like, well, there's no way that she would be into Ivan Cousins. Oh, they're just talking. (laughs) Yeah. And then they all... (laughs) watch a little longer and next thing you know they're married (laughs) and it cuts to a wedding (laughs) uh and we get a brief appearance of their father who is also not a great man no he is a bad time i don't know who invited him yeah i mean (laughs) other than his daughter probably Sure. sure but he's not very happy about the marriage no and it sounds like he was also not happy about julia and paul's marriage which like paul is a delight yeah (laughs) and paul and julia together are even more of a delight yes and then this is also where do we already find out that her sister's pregnant too yeah it cuts so fast she gets a letter from her sister basically saying dorothy's pregnant and we also learn that it seems like julia can't have kids she breaks down a little bit yeah it's very sad yeah 
Yeah, it really cuts time a lot in this, like, five minutes. I know. Like, in my notes, I was like, am I missing something here? Like, already yeah. the letter shows up that she's pregnant. Okay. Yeah. And, and then moving right along to scientific workability. I wrote that down, too. The best thing. Scientific workability, that's my motto. It's a phrase for her methods when showing a new recipe to her friends. So she's talking about mayonnaise. A mayonnaise recipe where she has de- determined that if you warm the bowl, yes, it completely changes how the eggs react as you're making the mayonnaise. And that is scientific workability, people. Okay. Write that down. Yeah. And we get the official Julia's friends officially ask her to come on board the cookbook to help make it work for American readers. Finally. Yes. Because they are both French. And they were writing French recipes, but the way they were writing it wouldn't work for American cooks. Yeah, it was something that their publisher mentioned, right? Like, maybe we need to bring on somebody else to help with this. And they're like, ah, we know who. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then we go back to Julie. Yeah. And we find out who her mystery guest is. We do. Judith Jones, who was... Do you not know? I don't either. But <laughs> apparently... <laughs> she's the publisher of Julia Child's cookbook. Yeah, she's the reason that Julia's cookbook finally got published so she decides to make her beef bourguignon however you pronounce it Mm -hmm. because that's the first recipe that judith ever made from julia's cookbook yes which high stakes very high stakes it's also a recipe that takes a long time to make yeah it was like it has to be stewed for like two hours yeah and because julia was like oh if i do it after work the night of the dinner it's not going to work out. I won't have enough time. So she's working on it the night before. Then she falls asleep. Oh my gosh. No, the apartment doesn't burn down, but the food is ruined. It is, yeah, it's it's charred a bit. It's brutal. So she does what the she does the mature thing that uh, we've all done and she calls in sick to work. <laughs> yeah, and fakes it on the blog. Yeah, she has to explain it on the blog because it's kind of like the thing. So she says that she has food poisoning basically (laughs) and that she couldn't go to work but then to be honest she does not hide it well she's really bad about it (laughs) like those things don't really she had food poisoning in the morning and then she was fine and cooked the meal yeah and then she's cooking for a publisher it's a little yeah it's a a stretch (laughs) (laughs) yeah so we leave her with that crisis and then we go back to paul and julia and we find out that paul might be transferred and they might have to leave paris and Julia has just completely fallen in love with Paris. Yeah. Um, but it's also the moment where she has finished like a section of her cook of the cookbook. She's writing top secret on it. Yeah, the the sauce in, chapter. In red pencil crayon. Top secret. <laughs> I loved that scene. It's just like so serious about these sauces. Like I respect yeah. that so much. Yeah, she writes like a hundred pages on sauces. <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah. And so she's writing top secret and she tells the person that she's sending it off to, like, do not show this to anyone that you do not trust, that you do not know. Anyone who might have ties to the publishing world. No, and nobody. This is (laughs) top secret. Yeah. And mails it off. And she also meets with the woman who wrote The Joy of Cooking, which is one of the cookbooks that Julia was kind of like referencing in a way or like turning to for inspiration. Yeah. (laughs) And we find out that there's this whole scene where she just complains about her publisher. And the, I mean, to be honest, rightfully so. She had to pay to get it published. 
And honestly, and some of the complaints too, I like how she's like going through all these horror stories and then specifically she's like, and you're never going to believe what they did to the index. Wait till you hear how they categorize these things. <laughs> the index is a mess. It's a bizarre. I can't remember the example. It was something about like chicken and they're like, no, you find it under drumsticks. Yeah. <laughs> Which like that happens in cookbooks sometimes. Like, what are yes. they thinking? Yeah. Um, but she also, uh, Julia finds out that someone in Boston wants to publish the book and that she'll get an advance of $250. And then, Which seems, I mean, I don't know what that's equivalent to today, but it seems like a lot for 1949 or 50, whatever yeah. we're in now. I honestly have no idea. But, yeah, I don't know. And then 500 once it's done. So it's a good chunk and ch- She seems really excited yeah. about it. So I would assume it's a decent amount of money. Yeah. And then we cut back to Julie. And she's on her sick day. Yeah. Yeah. She's making. Powered through. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's made it past her food poisoning. A miracle. She's mustered up enough strength to go down to the market. Go buy all the same ingredients again. Yes. Which, like, can we just note that she lost a day where she can make one of these 524 recipes now? Exactly. I don't <laughs> know how she does this. I don't know how. And this is true. Like, it's not even like it's a fake movie. It's a true story. You know what? From a time perspective, from a money perspective, right? from, like, just sourcing all the food perspective this is impressive on so many levels yes but disappointment strikes again yeah. it rains ah <laughs> and when it rains people don't dinner eat dinner <laughs> i was so confused i was like i could understand if it was like I, like it's it's just rain but yeah so the dinner gets canceled because of the weather um and julie's rightfully upset and then uh Eric goes to eat the beef bourguignon and adds salt to it. A lot of salt. And Julie gets more upset because she's like, oh my God, did I cook? Did I almost feed the publisher of Julia Child's book bland bourguignon? Or was it bland? And he's like, it's not anymore after he added salt to it. Yeah. It's like, oh, Eric, Eric. Um, And they get into an argument. Yeah. It's not their best moment for either of them. Yeah. So Eric's very upset with Julie for being very negative about the experience and for making it all about the readers and the fact basically that it's not it doesn't seem like it's fun for fun for her anymore it seems like it's this which like i can understand he might have taken it out the wrong way yeah but i can understand him being it was almost like he was concerned for her but it came out as anger towards her yeah yeah like i think he was trying to say the right things to get her back on track or like he had the right intentions but he wasn't saying it right yeah like he basically was like this was supposed to be a fun project it wasn't supposed to be this thing that like you're doing for complete strangers that you have no idea who they are like they're not gonna care and it's not making you happy (laughs) yeah yeah um and he just leaves like storms out before before he storms out he says you better not write about this on the blog (laughs) which like i 100 percent agree with i do not believe in airing public or publicly airing private moments Especially when the other person in the party doesn't, like... Explicitly said. Doesn't explicitly say you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. And also, this is a time of, like, landlines. And they could have had cell phones, but it doesn't seem like they did. So she's just kind of like, yeah, I don't know where he is. Yeah, cell phones were definitely a thing because the friends had cell phones, but they didn't seem like they had cell phones, either of them. But yeah, so he leaves, and she doesn't know where he is. 
Um, and we go back to Julia at this point. Yes, they've moved to the south of France now. Marseille. Yes. And her and Simone are a little upset with Louisette because she's not doing as much work. Yeah, she's doing nothing, essentially. Yeah, she's kind of just like along for the ride. And they're like, well, should you be getting the same amount of money as us? Yeah, they want to cut the amount she gets. But also, I mean, Julia doesn't, but briefly the friend suggests making her name smaller on the front of the book and it being a book. I What's what's the other what's the other girl's name? I Not Louisette. Simone. So they want it. Yes. Yeah, by Simone and Julia with Louisette. <laughs> and Julia's like, no, 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 we won't. We won't do that. Uh, it's in alphabetical order. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, names are in alphabetical order and all the same size. <laughs> yeah, they don't quite sort that out, much to Simone's dismay. <laughs> I think it seems like they, I don't know if they had agreed to this, but at one point it seemed like they leveled on 18% of a share she would get of the cookbook. And then Paul has to go back to the U.S. because he's being investigated. Yeah, which, Paul. How could you investigate Paul? To be honest, some of the stuff around Paul's job and that kind of stuff doesn't feel like it fits, but I know it, it's a big part of, like, Julia Child's history because there was all, like, what's the deal with their jobs and stuff like that. So they had to include it, but it, it some, at some points feels like kind of, like, why is this here? Yes, I agree. Um, and then we go back to Julie. Uh-oh, she's in trouble. Yeah, she gets called into the office at her work because she wrote clearly, like, she, like, she wrote on the blog that she, like we said, was food poisoning and all stuff, but it was very obvious that it was not true. Um, So basically, she gets called into the office and gets in trouble for calling in sick or fake calling in sick. Um, And he basically says, I better not appear on the blog. (laughs) Nobody wants to be in this blog. Yeah. And if you don't want this job, somebody else does. So yeah, classic corporate threat. Remember how lucky you are to be here. Yes. For to have to deal with all the angry people. Yeah, you're so lucky. So lucky. Uh, uh, Julie and Eric are still fighting at this point, but by the end of the segment. Yes, I will mention at this point. Okay, when Eric left the first time, I thought he was just going for a walk. Yeah. And then we get to this and... Eric's still not home and I'm like I literally wrote Eric left question mark yeah. I was like I was I remember watching I was like wait 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 did Eric just that doesn't feel like Eric no I really liked Eric did he just leave his wife that's what, for a fight yeah that's what I thought too I was like <laughs> this doesn't quite add up yeah so we find out that Eric's at his office he's just hanging out he's just decompressing for a long time yeah it doesn't actually explicitly say how long it was I'm gonna assume it was like a day or two but um but yeah like uh it's very clear that julie is very upset obviously her husband left and she just kind of stopped cooking which is really sad yogurt for dinner again yeah yogurt for dinner which i mean don't hate on yogurt no don't bring (laughs) yogurt yogurt into this (laughs) (laughs) um but also we the mom kind of changes her tune the mom's like super weirdly encouraging Sort of, like, yeah, she's come to, like, at least a middle ground. Yeah. And she's like, well, why aren't you cooking anymore? It doesn't sound like you're okay. But still not fully supportive. Um, and then uh, I think Julie finds a little bit of inspiration to go get some groceries. Get some ingredients. Yeah. You know what? That always cheers me up. Yeah. Because she shopping. writes a blog. Yeah. She writes a blog. She, like, kind of gets her 
I think she talks a little bit about it. A little bit, yeah. That she doesn't deserve to have him as a husband or something. Yes. Um, Because she was so awful and all this stuff. Which, like, you're taking a lot of the blame. I don't think you need to be taking this much of the blame, Julie. I'm not saying you shouldn't take some of the blame. But you're definitely not supposed to take all of it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so she, like, musters up a little bit of inspiration. And when she gets back with her ingredients... Eric has come back. Eric's like, what's for dinner? <laughs> yeah, because he read her blog. And he, it's, I guess it's clear that she's upset and sorry. <laughs> and he's sorry, too. Yeah, so we can forgive Eric a little bit for leaving his wife for a day or two. In a time with no texting. Wow. <laughs> He'd be so upset. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, and then we go back to Julia. Yes, and she's meeting up with her friend who she has been a pen pal with for years. Yeah, which, like, she's referenced a few times throughout the film, but you learn that she's actually never met this person. Yeah. It's, like, the most wholesome thing ever. But at first you're like, is this sketchy? Julia, have you been catfished? I legit had that thought, too. And I was like, oh, no, I don't, this can't take a turn. Please don't take a turn. That's what I was wondering, too. Like, is there a part where Julia was scammed? Did someone take that sauce chapter? (laughs) Did they take it? There's a sauce book out there Not the by sauce. somebody else. <laughs> that is Julia's sauces. <laughs> and then we meet, her name is Avis, right? It sounds like Davis without yeah, the D. I think it's Avis, yeah. Uh, and she's lovely and they are best friends. It's so sweet. It's honestly so, so sweet. So wholesome. Just like, it seems like they've known each other their entire lives. Yeah. It's so sweet. Oh, must have been some good letters. Yeah, but they go to meet a publisher. Yes. and the Who's p- interested in publishing the book. Until they find out that it's 700 pages long, and then they're like, <laughs> and, whoa. And Julia was like, I was thinking you could do it in volume. Yeah. So like volume one, <laughs> sauces. <laughs> volume two. And then she's like, there'd be six volumes. And then they're like, oh, but what about this? She's like, okay, seven volumes. <laughs> yes, Julia. <laughs> and they don't, they are not interested in publishing an encyclopedia. They're like, No. Housewives want something easy and quick, okay? Yeah, and they showed an example of a cookbook. Yeah, and so Julia is getting pretty frustrated with the whole process, starting to kind of doubt her ability to even do it, and also they had to move to Oslo. Yeah, but we also get this nice montage before of Julie and Julia cooking in tandem, which is kind of nice. They're almost mirroring each other. Yeah. Right? I think they were, were they doing the duck? Yeah, and the chocolate cake. Yes, yeah. Where I like how you see between like the four of them, Paul, Julia, Julie, Eric, all of them enjoying the food, all of them having to take um, like heartburn medication or whatever, (laughs) the savory food. But like, honestly, the scene of Julie and Eric eating that chocolate cake, that is like, she has barely set down the cake and he's just like diving and not even cutting a slice. I honestly, like aside from that little moment, I love Eric so much. I, that excitement for food. He's also, I will say he's the, I don't know his real name, but he's the actor from the newsroom. He's Reese from the newsroom. And I also love him in that, even though he's kind of a dick. But like, I love him as this character so much. Oh, it's so good. Just like, made me want to eat a chocolate cake like that yeah so yeah they they're kind of like paralleling in their cooking process and we find out julia's moved to oslo which i will say i love their oslo home yeah it's so beautiful oh my gosh yeah 
all and all of them are so different yeah um and then we find out that amanda from the new york times amanda hester she's coming over for dinner she's gonna cook julie's cooking for her this time for real and so at this point julie has 15 days and 24 recipes left which like that's so many that's like two a day that's too much that's so much food how do you how do you fund this that is what i'm saying (laughs) the whole movie they are basically mentioned a few times that they're not necessarily well off they're not like the richest people they also aren't like poor but like they they clearly don't have tons of money how does she afford all of this and it's like good quality ingredients i'm so confused yeah but so this amanda writes this article about julie the new york times yeah it's very nice and then 65 messages the phone calls are rolling in yeah literary agents publishers writers all that stuff everybody wants to TV talk networks. to her talk about her and then she gets she gets an important call. one call where this guy says that he talked to julia child and he needs to know if she has a comment on what julia child said about her blog and we don't know exactly what was said. We just know that Julie is very upset now. <laughs> yes. And we go back to Julia. Yeah. Who finds out that her publisher doesn't want to publish her book. Also hitting a tough moment. And I I love the way that Paul responds in this moment too. Because Julia doesn't know what she wants to do. And Paul says she should cook on TV. So teach oh, on okay. TV. Yeah. So I wrote down, your book is going to change the world. <gasps> And I loved that line so much. That's so it's sweet. Like he's, he's so supportive. Like, I, Paul. Paul and Eric. They're such beautiful characters. He says that. Like, he says that. And then he's like, there's so much more you can do. And that's where he goes into, like, you could teach on TV. And he just kind of says it, kind of just, like, naming things. And she's like, what? But, like, that really was a huge thing in that, TV that's why everybody history. knows julia yeah. child yeah yeah and so i and like i just love that he just like in again like we're talking about the 50s like he just believes she can do anything and it's so incredible yeah yeah and it just knows her strengths so well too that he would just say something off the cuff like that that is actually perfect yeah. um and then we actually cut to a publisher who gets put julia's book gets put in front of saying hey you need to read through this 700 page uh cookbook have fun yeah like this other publishing house passed on it you want to take a look and see i don't know yeah and he said something like he says the title of the book and she's like oh that's a terrible title yeah which is at that point it's i can't remember what it was french cooking for americans or something like something that. something like that yeah. yeah and so this publisher this is judith jones yeah and she begins testing julia's recipes Starting with beef bourguignon. That's where she makes it for the first time and loves it. And so now we cut to Julia and Paul again, and they've moved again. <laughs> yeah, they move a lot. They are now They're in Massachusetts. Yeah, Cambridge. And oh my gosh, this kitchen. The kitchen. The pegboards. Oh, this whole kitchen. It's I, huge. Yeah. It's so beautiful, the pegboards. I just love that Julia, in every kitchen, one thing is constant. There's so many things that are like out yes and it's so wonderful yeah like having a lot of her cooking stuff hanging or on display not even like in a stylish way just like no anywhere anywhere it can fit basically amazing i want it i want that 
Uh, but this is also the moment she finds out that Knop or Knop, she's like trying to <laughs> figure out how to say it. Yeah. They want to publish her book. Yeah. And they want to give her a $1,500 advance, which seems like a lot of money for the 50s. A big step up too in a small I, amount of time. I'm assuming we're still in the 50s. Uh, yeah, I think we must be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. because... Well, I don't know how many years we've jumped. Yeah, we know we've only done one year we've for Julie. Moved like four times. Yeah, yeah. Oh well. But yeah, so fifteen hundred dollar advance, which is wild. And so Julia goes to meet with Judith, and they have this meeting where they're trying to discuss the title. And Judith has all these, um, which I love the way she does. It this. was so cool. She had like all these cards up on the with, wall, like keywords. Yeah, with any kind of words that they associated with the cookbook, I guess. Yeah, they had like French, they had cooking, they had master, they had like joining words, so they had the, like and all that kind of stuff, so that they could just kind of like mix and match and see what worked. Yeah, and Julia's kind of like, is this how you always do this? <laughs> yeah, it's like, nope, never. Um, but that's how they come up with the title, Mastering the Art of French Cooking. And then we go back to Julie. Who's spinning out. A little bit. A little bit. Because we find out that Julia didn't say nice things about her blog. Like that she thought she was being disrespectful? Yeah, which I still don't really understand. And I never looked it up to see if that part was true and like what actually was said. But I was like, I'm, I'm really confused. I wonder why. And obviously she gets really upset about that, but she also doesn't like, doesn't even know if Julia actually read the blog. So like, even though Julia said these things, she doesn't actually know what Julia has been told or has read about her. So I think she's trying to make peace with what's been said and just be like, I still need to do this for me because Julia still saved me. Yeah. And Julia or Julia and Eric had some great moments here too. Where he was basically, she said, yeah, like, Julia saved me. And he said, no, you saved yourself. Oh, my God. He's really good about saying that every time she gives somebody else credit. Yeah. He's like, no, that was you. And he was talking about how he's like, no, you were cooking for the Julia Childs in your head. Like, that's the Julia Childs that matters. I was like, oh, my God, Eric. <laughs> and then we've made it to the final recipe. Yeah, where she has uh, she has dinner with her friends to celebrate. Yeah. Yeah, the end of the project. It goes very smoothly. There's not really yeah. not, no drama around it. Um, and then, yeah, adorable rooftop dinner to celebrate. Yeah. And then she goes, it cuts to Julie going to the Smithsonian exhibit. Yeah, to see Julia Child Kitchen. Oh my gosh, I hope that that still exists. And I would like to go. Yeah. And she leaves a stick of butter for her. <laughs> like a block of butter yeah (laughs) so good and she basically just says thank you to her like she just went there to pay her respect yeah and then you get the final scene from julia which is the first moment she ever sees the finished copy of the yeah and it's sweet oh it's so good and just if you look in the background too how happy and excited paul is in that moment oh my gosh paul i just i can't get enough of paul (laughs) I'm trying to look up if Julia Child really didn't like the blog. Okay. She said, I don't think she's a serious cook. That's all she said? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that would still hurt. That would still hurt a lot coming from your idol. I feel like that feels a little cold. Yeah. but Which, like, Julia, come on. But also does leave a lot of information out. Like, why is she yes. saying that? Based on what has she been told? What was the question she was asked? Exactly. What has she been told? Yeah. Exactly. So that's really crappy to hear, but also... There's no context. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I loved this movie. 
Me too. So much. This movie is such like a joy to watch. And it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's about two women falling in love with food and saving themselves. And I just love it so much. And two men in their lives who are so supportive, but don't make it about themselves. And it's so wonderful. And it's reaffirmed my love for butter. Yeah. And Stanley Tucci. Oh, yeah. Well, that... <laughs> never in question. <laughs> Was your love for butter in question? <laughs> no, but, you know, I just think I should be using more of it now. Definitely. I actually do. Every time I'm like, I'm not, it, like, I don't know if I've ever cooked anything that's like French. Like, I don't think I've cooked any kind of like French cuisine, but like, I will say a lot of the recipes of this thing, I was like, mm, I don't think I'm interested in that. But there were also a lot of stuff where I was like, ooh, I am definitely interested in that. Yes. Like, I want to make that chocolate cake. Oh my God, let's do it. I wonder how many recipes we could veganize in that book. We're not it's making hard, a blog like, about it. And we are definitely not making any of the aspects. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's so much meat that I don't think that book could ever be veganized anyways. In a, in a like, way that actually Does like, works with the recipes. Yeah. yeah. But it would be so fun to veganize, like, a famous chef's book. Like, an Ina Garten or something be so great yeah yeah this movie was just so fun i really like if you don't mind seeing some non-vegan food being prepared i'd highly recommend it if you haven't seen it me too and like really seeing other people get as excited about food as we do fills me with so much joy (laughs) yeah it makes me so happy so if that sounds like it might be up your alley go give it a watch check it out it's a fun happy feel good time and let us know if there's any movies or documentaries or TV episodes that you think we should check out next. We do. We have a long list still. But yeah, we do. We are very flexible on what we pick. So if we get told about something really good, we'll be like, okay, yes, right now. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you if you have seen the movie too and your thoughts yes. on it. Or if you've cooked anything from Julia Child's cookbook. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I've ever made a Julia Child recipe. No, not yet. All right, and if you want to find any of our recipes, they're at twomarketgirls.com and twomarketgirls on the YouTubes and all of the socials. We've got a blog too, <laughs> just like Julie, and we are pretty serious about it. So Yeah, pretty serious, I think. Yeah. Do you think Julia Child would take us seriously? I mean, she's not alive. <laughs> well, okay, it's a hypothetical question. <laughs> no, she definitely would not. Okay, yeah. <laughs> One hundred percent would not. But you know what? We share such so many of the same cooking philosophies. When you're not brave enough to, you know what? You know what? Yes, Julia would. Yes, Julia absolutely would think (laughs) we're serious cooks. It's such a it is such a weird comment to think of from Julia because like like yes she was an incredible cook obviously but like you watch her in the kitchen and you're like Julia you weren't very serious. You're so forgiving, (laughs) like with yourself and with others. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, go watch the movie. It's great. All right. Have a good day. Bye.